The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 127 of the PWTCast. My name is Scrub. This is, of course, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast right here on this very feed uh, for free every Monday. Uh, you know, wh- whichever podcast platform you use, it's at PWTCast. Make sure you're following us. And if you aren't, uh, make sure you head over to social media uh, at PWTCast and Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like. Give us a follow. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Um, of course, uh for those of you guys who might have not been tuning in for a while, uh, the past co-host, Stank, he, he's taking a little bit of sabbatical, you know, focusing a little bit more on family and stuff like that. So for the past few weeks, past few episodes, I've had uh, various people, and mostly just Cousin Jeremy and Mark, really, that uh, that work over at Pro Wrestling Tees, kind of joining me in on the seat and and things like that. So they, have, they haven't been your traditional episodes in as much as, you know, like we have a, a wrestler, a wrestling personality sitting in here, and we do the whole you know, 20 minutes of talking whatever Marvel stuff and then, you know, your the interview portion and, and things like that. But, of course, with this being a new year, new podcast, uh, I was like, you know, we're, we're going to take it back a little bit. And uh, thankfully, you know, again, because, you know, Stink had, had to leave, uh, someone uh, jumped in to help me, which was so greatly fucking appreciated uh, with all the Patreon stuff. And uh, so if some of you guys have, uh, for those of you non-Patreon people, um, you might have not heard this gentleman in a while, but of course, uh, for those of you guys who are members of the Patreon, you've heard his voice, so I figured, hey, let's fucking bring him in for her, for his return to the, the official, the, the main show. I'm, of course, talking about uh, OG friend of the show, Trevor Outlaw. Trevor, my man, how are you doing? It's a new year, boy. New year, same route. That's, uh, we're, we're out here living today. How are you doing? Dude, I'm fucking. I'm doing great. New Year so far has has treated me very well. I uh, uh I'm for, for actual New Year's, I don't. Re- I, I've never really done much like actual. Like when I was younger and stuff, sure. Like we go to like friends' houses and stuff. But like now that we're like older, it's like, oh man. I mean, one especially too with COVID out there. I'm like, no fucking thank you. I'm not. You know, I'm not going out to any like bar or, or, or club or anything like that. Cause again, just not during COVID. Not that I would before COVID, but it's just you know, not really my thing. Uh, so for New Year's, I was at my girlfriend's house, slept over there. And then my favorite thing is in the morning, her sister cooked a giant fucking breakfast, dude. Waffles, hash browns, sausage, bacon. Oh, I was the best. Scrambled eggs. So this hungry boy fucking filled. I spent my New Year's uh, full, like for most of the day because I had such a giant breakfast. Um, but yeah, no, aside from that, and I've been doing, and we'll talk a little bit more, like some restructuring of my living room and as far as like uh, putting up action figures mostly, really. But what about you? How, how was your new year? Oh, man. I spent a lot of money online buying action figures, and I was asleep by 1230. Uh, normally, Trevor Outlaw lives a pretty lavish lifestyle and out and about doing things, but uh, I'm two weeks post-op so i'm i'm sitting at home just icing up and recovering right now man yeah so playing f- a lot of pokemon <laughs> so for, for those of for those of uh people at home who've sort of missed it like uh talk a little bit about your injury because of course uh it was what maybe like two months ago that you got injured yeah so that was kind of like the the final straw that broke the camel's back with my with my knee uh, i i completely tore my acl and meniscus and 
it was because, well, it wasn't because I was attacking Matt Nix. Um, I wasn't in gear. I wasn't ready. Matt Nix needed to make the freelance show all about himself, even though the whole, the, the show was named after him. So, I mean, I mean, if it couldn't get any more narcissistic than that. So I went out there to beat his ass. And after I did so successfully, by the way, hopped down from the ring and I felt a shift in my knee. Um, I went to the doctor a couple days later and they're like, yeah, your, your ACL and meniscus are gone, brother. And that sucks because like, um, again, you're someone who prior to like the pandemic had kind of just started getting the ball rolling as far as like wrestling and stuff. Because of course, like Stank and I would talk all the time about how we were very, like we felt like very proud to have seen you, you know, literally like first few days at like wrestling training to like, you know, your first dark match at one of the freelance shows to like you picking up steam and, you know, beating all these like, you know, like names, you know, like people who yeah. who had made names for themselves, like at freelance shows or, you know, you're sitting there wrestling the Effies and Kylie Ray's. So that was pretty cool. And then, of course, like you get injured, but. Uh, speak a little bit there was something specifically that i remember it was like it was very cool where like um i saw and i was like fuck yeah like you were uh you were down there training at the nightmare camp no yeah um i so a little bit further behind that i mean obviously going to the nightmare factory was one of the best things i could have done to further my knowledge further my training um there's a big showcase at the end of it that gets a lot of views on youtube i think ours is actually the camp that i was in is still the highest viewed of all time. Um, so, you know, stuff like that's going to help help you build a name for yourself and kind of polish finishing touches on things that you're working on. Uh, I got kicked out of the Freelance Wrestling Academy. I was getting into a lot of fights with other students. Uh, Isaiah and Kylie were my two head trainers. I was butting heads with them a lot. And I felt like they were giving opportunities to other people same with Matt Nix, uh, as you know, the, the guy who runs freelance, you know, he, they were giving opportunities to other people. And if you know me, I'm a very vocal person. Uh, I, I said that this was BS and I told them that I was the biggest star that they had out of the school. They looked at me like I was just another young boy. And then I left and, you know, look at the rest of the year I had, man. I mean, you talk about, you know, you know Effie and Kylie Ray, and I mean, even Dan Housen, I beat all three of those guys and Kylie, I beat all of them in the same month. It's pretty fucking impressive. And people still hate on me, man. But I will say, you know, you guys, you know, you, you touched on it. You guys knew me from my first days of training. So it's it's very rare that I do one of these podcasts and I'm in a good mood. But, uh, you know, I as much of an asshole as I can be, uh, I'm very loyal to to my day one. So you've been a homie since day one. So you're this is a rare interview. <laughs> I mean, listen, people I, are going to get here today. I've said before, you know, the the reason I loved you so much before, before I like really got to know you, because like, of course, one of the things once we get to know each other, it's like, oh, of course, we were meant to be friends. We have so much shit in common. But you were the very first person ever in existence to walk up to me and say, hey, are you scrum from the PWT cast? And I, I think it's on like episode Two, I think episode yeah, because episode one is with Mario DeRosa. Episode two is the one with Matt Nix, where I talk about I'm like one of your students came up to me and said, "Aren't you scrum from the PWT cast?" Uh, <laughs> so of course, you know, Stank and I, whether you know whether you're a keel, whether you're a baby, you know, you're you're number one in our hearts. Hell yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> Screw the rest of these fans, man. Um, they they chanted, "You deserve it" at me when I when I announced that I was going to be out for a while. I'm like, what happened? I was livid. <laughs> What piece of shit? Uh, 
And then they tore and speaking of shit, they toilet papered and tamponed me, which like I mean a reaction's a reaction. And and I don't think there's anybody in that freelance locker room that can get a reaction like I do. But like that's such a waste. Like we're in a freaking pandemic. You remember two years ago, everybody was hoarding up all the toilet paper they can. And they're just throwing it at me like, screw you guys. I took some of it home. I'm still wiping my ass with it. <laughs> so, so, so you tell Kylie and, and Isaiah, you know, you're fucking, you're breaking out on your own. You're gonna do your own stuff. Um, how does how do you get involved with uh, the Nightmare Camp? I I went on their website and I saw that they were taking new people for uh, this was Camp Three, so there's gonna be April, and. It was, you know, things were kind of starting to come back this year, like with shows, like, you know, it was, it was very far and it was very few and far between shows were happening in the Midwest. It was kind of like a speakeasy type concept where it was like a lot of close set tapings. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I had my first match with Effie right before I left and that gave me a little bit of buzz, but it was still like a closed set kind of thing um and then that aired wrestlemania weekend and i was like you know what like i don't want to not be a part of these um i lost so much time of my i lost basically my entire rookie year because of the pandemic um and then i pretty much counted this year as that just because it you know stuff didn't really start up again until around the summertime but it was the perfect opportunity for me to go down there and i just kind of went on a whim i, I found an airbnb to stay at for three months uh, one of my buddies rented out, you know, my room at my apartment while I was gone. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. And, uh, you know, my day job, I work from home. So it just, all the stars lined up for it to happen. And I didn't think that it was something tangible at first. Um, but then once I got down there, I knew it was, it was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. What was it like, like being, because I assume those camps are just sort of like, uh, like very intimidating because obviously like people have, have gone through those camps and, you know, wound up on television. Some of them signed, you know, to AEW, like, um, and you don't strike me as, as one of these people, but like, did you feel there was like some people who it's just like, oh, okay, just got to get through X amount of weeks of training and then they'll put me on dark and then, you know, maybe on like dynamite because, um, again, like knowing you personally, like you've never struck me as a type of person. So when you say like, oh, I went there to get better, like to me, it's like, oh yeah, no, that's very much what he was down there doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think there's a common misconception with me that just because, when I go out there and, and, you know, I, I portray confidence because I am a very confident individual. Um, I'm not one of those types of people that posts pictures of me in the gym and posts my workouts and what I'm doing. I very much believe in keeping my regime to myself um, because I don't want anybody to have an upper hand on me to know how I do things. Um, so going into that camp, you know, the writing was on the wall. There was definitely a few people there that just kind of went to get signed. Um, you know, we had the notorious mountain mama in our class who buried herself every single day. She go, buried go, herself on go wrestling to, Twitter. Yeah, go to Twitter if you guys aren't familiar with this story because it was, it was oh uh, pretty funny God. when it happened. But, I mean, for the most part, like, we had a very good dynamic in that camp. Like, everybody there for the most part, like, pretty much except for that girl, where it was, like, on the same page. Like, everybody was hungry. Everybody was motivated. Um, I knew two guys from Minnesota prior to going to that camp, but I didn't know anybody else. Um, and 
I only went there with the expectation of a learning opportunity. Um, I will say as much as I despise Isaiah and Kylie, the one thing that they instilled into me was never expect anything from wrestling. You have to go out and get it all on your own. And I went into the camp with that mindset. And when I saw everybody else, you know, they, they had targets on their backs to me. And it wasn't that oh, I'm going to cut these guys down. It's whenever I'm in a room, whether it's, you know, in a, in a training setting in a, at a, on a show, like anything involving wrestling, like I strive to be the best wrestler that's there. You know, um, I don't have 10 years under my belt yet. I know I'm very new, but I'm so hungry to just be the best professional wrestler that's out there and to make a name for myself at whatever it takes to get there. But the, I don't know, man, there's something about the grind there that just really gravitated me to just go all in. Like that's all I could think about when I was down there was wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And the camps are intense, man. Cause it's, you know, you're there Monday through Thursday, you're doing two hours in ring and then you're, you get a little bit of a break to eat and then you're doing two hours of strength and conditioning. So it's, the, the first few weeks are the hardest because it's no matter how good a shape you're in, you're adjusting to a new program. You're adjusting to a new training style. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, you know, the, the, the giant elephant in the room is you're standing in front of fucking Cody Rhodes, QT Marshall and Glacier. Like these are all prominent figures within professional wrestling of the past and today that it's it's hard to kind of open up to them at first. And you're just kind of going through and doing everything they tell you. But you know, once you do your first promo in front of them, once you get to spend more time talking to them and working with them individually and even in a group setting, um, everybody's just firing on all cylinders at all times. And it's it, that that's the type of environment you want to be around. You don't want to be in an environment where it's some guys are, are pushing and some aren't. You need to be somewhere where everybody's pushing because it forces you to be on your A game at all times. And out of it came like one of the, the you know like you mentioned you guys do like a, a big sort of like a you know end of the year thing where you guys you know tape some matches and stuff like that put them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrestled Kid Bandit. Um, oh God! Which is because I'm like I he was someone who I was like oh like I I believe I still do. You follow him on Twitter just because it's like one clearly like a giant Yu Gi Oh nerd. So instantly I was like, let's go, you know, like I'm I'm in with this guy. But like talk a little bit about that because that like. I remember seeing like a lot of people online sort of like buzzing about that, you know, like talking about that. Um, and you guys had like good chemistry together. At least I would say, you know, like, was it, what, what was like, uh, did like Cody and QT and them get back to you as far as like that? So I spent a lot more time with QT personally before the match with kid bandit. Um, I had three matches that were booked, during the time that I was down there and I wrestled when I wrestled Colt Cabana, um, QT found out about it. And, you know, he sat down and watched the match with me and gave me a lot of really good um, criticism and feedback of what to work on and, and how to sharpen my skills. I got to, I got to do a, I wrestled him in practice one day and that was, um, that taught me a lot. And those are the kind of things that prepared me for the match. Whereas, Kid Bandit gravitated more towards Cody when it came to the in-ring stuff. Um, and I think you can kind of see that in our personalities. Like, it, it showed in the match. But um, it was it was an interesting experience wrestling him because, you know, you're scouting everybody. 
through the entire camp. You know, I bandit myself and a couple of others were amongst the top students in our class. So those were, you know, I wanted a singles match. I knew that that was where I would shine and having somebody like kid bandit, it was, I underestimated him because it was his first match. And that was the mistake that I made going into it because as soon as we started hitting each other, that's when I knew I was like, all right, like he's a little twerp. He's a little Yu-Gi-Oh nerd, but I kind of like that. Even though I still hate his guts, I'm like, this kid's got something. And, you know, he's killing himself everywhere he goes now. But, I mean, I'm seeing him, him and I are both, you know, going on this this upwards trajectory together. His, you know, we're very different routes, but still both going up. It's cool to see that coming out of that match, you know, we were both two of the more talked about ones to come out of it. It was seeing, you know, then we met each other again at the Young Lions a couple, couple of months later. I made it to the finals and he didn't. So I feel like that kind of puts me above him now, but you know, he got lucky. He got lucky. He he got lucky when we wrestled. Uh, I won't, I'm not going to act like it didn't happen. Kid Bandit beat me, but he got lucky because I underestimated him. And then over the next several months, I wasn't having any of that. And I was going on a roll myself and it, I look forward to, to crossing paths with him again, though. I think he's somebody that, our careers are going to be synonymous with each other for a very long time. There's going to be a very long lasting rivalry between the two of us. Cause he's such a goody goody. And I hate that shit. Like I hate that shit with a passion and it always makes me want to punch him in the face and he'll fight anybody. He don't care. So the, I think that's just going to get us into scuffles all over the country, probably even the world. Who knows? I mean, listen, he's the ultimate good guy and you're the ultimate bad guy. So of course, you know, the immovable uh, object meeting the unstoppable force. It's it's gonna happen soon, but um, it, it's so right now with wrestling, it's funny because everything is just so changing. You know, it's constantly. I get mm-hmm. one mostly because of the pandemic. It's sort of <sighs> forcing everything to to change as we go. You know, like um, you you have like big events like Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania coming up, and like I think Japan has a little bit more of a control of what's going on over there. So for sure, you know that'll happen. But with like AEW and WWE shows, that's one of those things where it's like, let's hope WrestleMania and Double or Nothing can you know happen in, in the, yeah. the next coming months. But of course, you know you'll still be out for for a few months and stuff. So, but once you do sort of get back in the swing of things, what what are you looking forward to uh, the most as far as like your in ring return? Yes, aside from you know uh, getting you know getting your hands on that you know at the Matt Knicks. Yeah, at the mat next, purple sucks. You're a bitch and I hate you. Um, I think you're a narcissistic fool that should have stayed away from wrestling when you left. Because when he left, I took over as a top name in freelance. And then him and his buddies decided to come back and turn it into some backyard bullshit again. And that's okay. Because while I'm out, everyone's going to miss me. Because, I mean, think about this too, Bruno. Those, Those last two freelance shows, those first two freelance shows back, sold out shows i was in the main event of both of them and i said from my first day of walking into that school i'm going to be the first and i don't know i don't claim freelance academy anymore but i said that i was going to be the first person out of that school to hold the freelance championship and i'm so happy my boyfriend the clown has it right now and if they have it they still have the belts when they get back then they're cool because i've got some personal I've, i've got personal matters at freelance that i want to attend to that i'm not going to fully reveal just yet Matt Nix is obviously at the top of that list in terms of, of, of heads I'm coming for. 
But when I come back, I'm, I'm losing time, man. Like I'm losing months off my career right now on top of losing time before the pandemic. And I'm not going to come back and play games with anybody. Like I'm coming back and I'm coming straight for that damn title. I'm going right back to the main event where I belong. And then I'm going to take over the rest of the Indies and you know, who knows where I'll end up on TV. I mean, at this point, everybody is so fixed to get a contract to be on TV, but like, honestly, I look at somebody like Effie and he's a genius because he don't, he doesn't need TV and he's, you know, the future is the internet and the future is streaming. And I think someone to transcend wrestling the way that he is doing. um, I, I definitely have a goal that's similar to that. And He's also somebody that's on my list, too, because we've wrestled twice now. He's beaten me, and I've beaten him. So we are both very big egos, and he's on top of the world right now. I was coming off a white-hot rookie year, but when we, when we, get, that, when we get that third match, I'm, uh, I'm coming for heads. I'm coming for blood. Like, I'm not playing – I play a little dirty now, but I'm 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 playing real dirty when I get back because nobody takes my time away from me. Uh, and another thing that has taken up a lot of your time, though, uh, it, we were kind of talking about beforehand was uh, a hobby that you picked up, which actually I think is a hobby a lot of people picked up specifically because you can't find any of these fucking display cases anywhere. Um, of course, during the pandemic, like what are the things that uh, during the early stages of the pandemic, I'm talking as if we're out of it now. No, <laughs> very much still a thing. Uh, we're very much still here. Yeah. But a thing was like uh, toy collecting. I found toy collecting became like a huge thing during the pandemic because, of course, can't really go out. So what are, what are a lot of people doing? Sitting at home and buying shit online, myself included, you know, for, for those of you. And I, I at some point I'll have to post pictures of this place because um, I mean, I spent so much time decorating it that I should fucking properly display everything. But uh, one of the things that kept everyone busy was collecting toys. You know, you have people like, you know, Ethan Page who, or, you know, uh, the major wrestling figure podcast, you know, they, they very, you know, much talk about how much they enjoy collecting toys, you know, do videos actually going out there collecting toys and, and things of that nature. And there were some that I picked up, mostly Funko Pops, but like other random ones here and there. And, uh, like I mentioned to you, like I had, so for the longest, I just had like boxes of them sitting in my room because, um, of course, as, as my story goes, it's the weekend of riot fest and I finally have some time off. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have all these posters and frames that need to get hung up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to head over to Ikea and buy, um, you know, this glass display case to fucking display all these figures in and it'll finally all be taken care of. But then a girl asks me to go to Riot Fest with her. And of course now, you know, she's my girlfriend. So I, in hindsight, it worked out in my favor that, you know, uh, I did it. I could do that that weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, like I, I was telling you, I finally bought the case like Monday and I was, I've been putting figures in there and, and getting everything together. Uh, and like I mentioned to you, I was like, yeah, specifically some of my Power Ranger figures because I see uh, as much as you are active online on, on Twitter and stuff, there's this like Power Ranger collector group that every now and then, you know, I, I see you posting or, or, or try to acquire things. At what point did you start uh, collecting these figures, man? Oh, I've been exposed. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's so bad. I... You know, there's a lot of people I know that collect like wrestling figures and stuff like that. And like, 
I had a, I had so many of them when I was a kid and I had so many Power Rangers and Legos and all the stuff when I was a kid that uh, when my dad sold his house, like he sold it and moved super quick. I'm pretty sure he's up to some shady shit because he threw out all my old Power Rangers and stuff. And uh, I haven't spoken to him since because you don't fuck with my Power Rangers. But they Hasbro acquired the rights back to Power Rangers and they're doing this amazing collection called the Lightning Collection where they're redoing like I'm, I mean, it's still new. It's like two and a half years now, but um, I just got into it this year. And there's like, I think this year they le- released like 50. So there's a lot out there. But um, yeah, I I just got back into it this year. Ethan Page is in town and we went to uh, Toy Du Jour. You actually gave me the recommendation mm-hmm. for that place. And they had this five pack from Power Rangers in Space. I know exactly and- what you're talking about the psycho rangers bro and i got a story about that too it'll 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 all come full circle to that and i saw it and i was like all right 135 bucks it's like five so it's not bad i was like this is a six set and he's looking at all the marvel legend stuff and i'm like oh i was a big power rangers guy and i he showed me like the websites that he uses and it started off by getting the entire mighty Morphin set i got most of them that were available and then I paid like 80 bucks to get a pink ranger. And I was like, shit, well, I'm buying over retail. So, I mean, this is probably going to become a problem. And now I have my hands in like four or five different seasons worth. I have, I have w- one whole set right now. So Mighty Morphin's done. But then I have like Power Ranger Zeo. I have most of that. I have all of the in-space single ones, which... Now and now I'm doing like leverage trades. They just dropped like the silver in space one is like one of the rarest rangers to get. And Hasbro kind of dropped the ball on the release for it. But I have two of them, right? I got one for myself and I got one to save. And I was like, I was looking for the Psycho Rangers. So this is where it comes back to it. They the this guy traded me for a green one that's going for like hundreds of dollars right now. So I got that one. And then I had another buddy two days ago text me saying, hey, I found the Psycho Rangers and they're only 60 bucks brand new in box. Do you want them? I go buy it now and I will send you the money. So now I'm now I'm like, it's crazy. I've been through it all. I've been through it all in such a short time of toy collecting. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten releases right if they come out. I got a couple exclusive ones. I've, I've paid a shit ton over the value of it. And then I got super lucky. I, the, I don't know what the name of the toy store he got this one at, but I, I, I guess it's common that like for some of the rarer things, people will sell them at, at like normal prices. But then for the common stuff, they're jacking the prices up on them. Yeah, that's one of those things where, because like, again, with me, the, the only ones I currently have now are um, f- I bought the uh ranger slayer the pink ranger variant because fun- that one's dope because it's funny that one got me back into reading comics because stank had the figure on his desk and i remember walking up and i was like oh this is cool is this like a custom figure you made and he was like no 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 and then he started explaining to me and he explained like the comics and all this shit too then i was like what and then you know again that sort of rabbit hole i wanted to bring more comics so that one i had for christmas for my birthday um 
no 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 for for christmas i got andros the but the the special one with the you know the red yeah. ranger from in, in space the special one has this cool little like with the hood with the hood um and then yeah, i got that one i got that one friend of the show jesse kohlenberg when he came down oh, here shout to, out jesse shout out jesse he uh gifted us um uh what is it uh rita and lord zed it was a two-pack along with a two-pack of um andros and um his sister so it was like i i I was like fuck yeah i had these um and again like like with you like so you mentioned you know you're only are you do you plan on just collecting everything or just the ones that you know the power rangers seasons that you're into specifically the plan right now is just the ones the seasons that i'm into specifically um i gotta take a quick sidebar jesse kohlenberg what the fuck you got you got the the two-pack rita and zed i cannot find one of those at a good price right now so if anybody listening to this right now jesse kohlenberg you included if you find a rita and zed two-pack at like retail price hit me up because i'm trying to get that i have a single zed but i don't know if they're gonna make i'm sure they'll make a single rita but just in case i want to get the two packs of the villains so that I just have a backup plan. See, that's how bad it is now that do I'm, you, like, I'm in this shit. Do you open them I'm or in this do you shit keep now. them in box? No, I have not opened a single one yet. Everything I opened is, up everything's, all mine. I can't do it yet. So everything's in the box, and I want to keep them all in the box so that I can complete my sets and then have them, you know, I'll have them lined up. But then I'll take them out of the box, and then I think what I'll do is get, like, bigger shelves. I like I like those glass ones that people get. But I want like bookshelf wide ones because these are because the lightning collection ones, the packaging on them is wider. Um, I'm going to have them lined up in the back because the, the the graphics of them on the side look really nice. And then I'll probably pull them out and put them in front. That would have been smart. Actually, I mean, I, I guess I could still do that because I just like I, I threw the boxes out. But like I still have the I still have the actual like I haven't thrown out the garbage yeah. yet. Um, yeah, I'll eventually take them out because I know I. I know they're going to be worth a lot of money, but I really want to keep them to myself because like, I don't have a lot of stuff stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So like to have something that I collected, that's like, you know, a thing from, you know, my childhood or whatever it may be. uh, I definitely, I think once I, once I get my stuff to take them out, then I'll be like, okay, this is, this is the life now, but I want, I'm a completionist and I have OCD. So I'm just very weird about shit. That was, I'm saying, I get that. Like, I'm like that with certain stuff too. Cause again, with like the figure with like those lightning collection ones, I remember it was one of those things where I was like, I, I can't, I'm like, I, I can't just start buying all of them. I mean, even with me specifically, there's, I told myself that too. when I started, well with me specifically, the ones that I love the most are Power Rangers in space. You know, that yeah, that's best like, season, best season, best season. You know, I got very lucky during the pandemic. I met Christopher Kamen Lee who, of course, plays Andrews the Red Ranger, and the guy who plays the Silver Ranger too. I met both oh, of them. Oh, that's sick! Yeah, they were doing like a signing at some comic book shop up here, and I was like, "All right, fuck it." Um, but of course, I've met other Rangers in the past, and like, <sighs> to me, I'm always talking about it. I hate that, like, uh, you know, Tommy, the the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the fucking Red Ranger, the Black Ranger. You know, he's been all of them. Like, he is the one that gets like you know praise the most because i'm like oh there's so many other cooler ones and again i get it you know it's very much like he's the one everyone knows you you know like it's with like with wrestling he's their john cena so of course they're gonna slap him on every promotional thing they can you know fully understand i get it but yeah like with me with power rangers like it's it's sort of like weird because um 
I think it's like uh, in space and then no uh yeah like in space was probably the last one that like I watched every single episode I I kept up with it and then after that it was just sporadically you know like mm-hmm. I know there was like uh Power Rangers like a galaxy and then <sighs> uh like sp all these other ones just all these other power ranger iterations. yeah there was a lot and it was again for the most part like i would keep up with them but i wouldn't like i I wouldn't wake up super early to watch them anymore like it was just one of those things where like that wasn't my thing i remember at one point they brought tommy back for dino thunder and that was cool because i was like oh okay like you know like oh it's it's this guy he's back but it was literally like right after that that i sort of just fell off of uh, off of power rangers yeah and the one thing I will say now with, like, the toys, it's one of the things where, like, there is a lot of Power Ranger toys that I had as a kid. But there was a lot more that I didn't have. And, mm-hmm. like, when you can buy back that piece of your childhood, that's why I'm always, I'm like, you, yeah. like, fuck yeah, like, do it. Like, there's specifically the, the in-space, like, Megazord. And I remember I bought a smaller scale one um, from, like, some, co- it was, like, me and uh, Paul, we went into some, like, toy store uh when i lived out by like niles and we just walked in there and i saw it and i was just like i'll take it like i was like oh do you want to know how much it is and i was like yeah sure i don't care i I mean it was like very reasonable i was angry too because they have some Yu-Gi-Oh toys that i didn't buy because i was like i'll come back i never went back and i've since gone back and they're not there anymore well again totally fine i don't need board toys but um yeah, you know, again, there there is something like to that because like I know a lot of times people are like oh like these fucking losers collecting toys, but I'm like no, I get it, you know, like like that's why with like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, like that's the one thing, and like Ethan too, the one thing that I love about them, like Johnny Gargano as well, because I know he's also like an avid toy collector, but it's like there's just something about buying these toys from your childhood, you know, it's like one older toys always have like such cool packaging, but you know, yeah, like. So that's always like a fun thing, but also it's like to just be able to like buy back pieces of your childhood because, um, like nostalgia, I think is like one of the most intense drugs out there, you know, because of of course, like, oh, brother, is it? Yeah, you know, like that's what leads you to fucking making these deals of like, yes, buy these fucking psycho rangers and I will pay you then, you know, because again, it was the same thing when I was like, I'm, of course, I'm an avid Funko Pop collector, like, you can see all my pops over here and there's tons more over here and like i get it because i would be the same way where it's like oh i have to have every doctor strange i have to have every black panther i have to have every iron Man. but then it, you know then it gets a while where it's like all right i guess i don't need that one because it's not technically an official iron man you know like it's these very like yeah. weird made-up rules that that you sort of have for these things but again there is something to that because like uh you know, like, I always talk about how, like, I unapologetically love, like, the nerdy shit that I do. You know, like, if for every one person that's like, that's fucking stupid, you like this? It's like, there's going to be way more people that are like, oh, shit, which which Power Rangers do you have? Oh, did you know they yeah. have this one? Oh, you know, there's a special con-exclusive one that, you know, that only came. And uh, to me, that's just the fun of it. Also sort of discovering all, like, the, like, random ones where they're like, oh, well, did you know? Like, uh, at the Power Morphicon two years ago, you know, they released a special one, and you're just like, what? That was that was how it was when I found out they did a green Psycho Ranger. That's the one that I just traded for. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I got into it because it's like, oh, shit. Like, when I got into it at first, I was like, 
I thought I would fall too far behind, but thankfully, since this collection only started two years ago, mm-hmm. there is, and I mean, you know, granted we've been in a pandemic, so it's like stores are not stocking as much. Um, I've very much got lucky that I've been able to get as much as I have because now I'm on top of releases. Like I'm waiting, I'm following pages on Twitter to see like when shits drop in. And like, it's cool now that I'm like, I'm, I've got enough that I'm like, damn, I've got a hefty, I've got a hefty collection. And I've like kind of went through some shit to get these ones. But now that I'm on top of it, I want to like gauge it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, this one, I know I'm only going to be, I'm not going to be able to find this one anywhere in person. So I'll just get the online pre-order. But I also kind of want to, st- I want to be able to like hunt a little bit. You know, I want to be able to do those like toy store hunts because it, one, it seems a lot of fun. And two, it's, you know, I, I very much would prefer to support us, uh, you know, p- support a local business anyways. I think there's something, there's, there's something cool in that because you'll find so many other things that you wouldn't have expected there either. Like when I went to Toy Du Jour, they had like these glasses from McDonald's and like the VHS tapes from like the Happy Meals and shit like that. And I'm like, it's, it, you, you'll go there looking for something, but the things that you'll find that you aren't looking for or don't remember existed that you can find and resurface. Like there's something that's so cool about that. No, I get you, dude. Like it's the same. That's, that's like I... top shelf drug, Michelle, right there. Like, <laughs> You no, know, there there is something cool to that too with like um going into like smaller toy shops like that because like you mentioned some like there's oh, fuck what's the one like the with like the wrestling one that um it's like in Tennessee or somewhere uh Oh yeah, I don't know the name of it, but yeah, there's like a famous one. There's like a famous wrestling store down there. It's like I think I think High Spots is near there too where they do like the rings and shit. Mhm. Or maybe that no, they're in. I think they're in North Carolina. Either way, but uh, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah, like I. So one of the things that I would do, like so my girlfriend and I, will have this conversation frequently, where it's like, oh, like like we'll just be like bumming, like today, you know, we're just it's like a chill Sunday, we're just kind of bumming around, and she'll be like, if you were single, what would you be doing right now? And like, oftentimes I'll be like, honestly, I'm like, what my weekends used to consist of. Like let's say let's say I was single now. What my what my weekend what my Sunday would have consisted of was I would have woken up around one maybe two. Let I probably would have woken up around two. Um, <laughs> I would have gotten ready like uh, drove out to fucking uh, Mount Prospect to get some ramen, and then from there I would have bounced around different uh, disc replays and half price books because they're essentially the same fucking thing. But I would have bounced around. Bought some movies that I don't even wind up watching. I they wind up just sitting there because I tell myself I'm gonna watch them and then I just I never <laughs> do. But I you know I would bounce around and then like every now and then you'd find some like again some pretty cool toys or like some pretty cool comics. Um, and because it's a half price book or a disc replay, they're always like at a discounted price. You know, or you find some Funko Pop that you're like, oh shit, again like I didn't know this one existed or oh I forgot I needed this one. And like yeah, and these are just again disc replays and half price books who for those unaware like disc replay of course just discounted dvds and you know movies and half price books it's in the title but again they both of them for the most part they sell you know kind of the same shit some are bigger than Mm -hmm. others and i would just like at a certain point just like let me look up all the ones in illinois or near me at least and be like all right i'm gonna drive to this one i'm gonna drive that one because obviously different locations have different things and there is just something to that very much in the same way of with like you know uh those like toy stores and things like that where you 
um, you just, you know, you go in and you discover things that, you know, you had no idea were there or just kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, one of the things that always yeah. happen with me, it's like, oh, shit, I think Trevor would really like this. And like, all right, because, you know, I, I'm also someone who like if I see something that like a friend would like, it's like, oh, OK, I'm going to I'm going to get this for them because um, like fucking why not? Even if I get it like oh, I'll save it for their birthday or something like that. But yeah, man, like, it, and it's also fun too. looking at, like, I, I don't know if this happens with you because like one of, one of the things like as a kid that I like doing was just like walking around looking at toys, even if it was toys yeah. that I wasn't going to buy, like just walk around looking at them. And then, you know, if you're like at a, a toy du jour or something walking around and you're like, oh shit, I remember when I was like 10 and like, you know, the shelves were stocked with this specific toy. My best memories were at like going to, like if I had ever had to go to like a, like, a mall or something with my mom or, or anybody like that, like going to like Toys R Us nearby or like going to like KB toys in the mall and things like that. I remember there was like a really big toy store downtown when I was a kid, it had like three stories and it was just, I, I don't, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was the most, like, I just remember being blown away by the things that I was seeing there. And I'm like, to, you know, and it's a dying thing now. So like the, the mom and pop sh- shops that are all beat up, but they have like, you know, the, the traces of what's alive still. Like there's something, there's something heartwarming about that. I don't, my, I have a very rude heart, but there is definitely something that warms it about toys. Well, cause like you mentioned too, like the one thing that takes the fun out of it are the like rabid toy collectors. And like, listen, don't get me wrong. At the peak of fucking collecting Funko Pops, I was that rabid one, you know? Um, but like I remember when like the AEW figures came out, I remember driving to every fucking Walmart I could look for and couldn't find them. Like it wasn't until like this Christmas that I think I actually found um some like AEW figures out in the wild. And now you'll you'll see them a little bit more frequently now that they're like inside of Target mm-hmm. and stuff too. Um But yeah, that'll happen. Like that's the that's why I hate um toys and like Funko Pops that are Target exclusives because one, the staff always keeps them for themselves. It's a thing. Like it's, it's a known thing, you know, like it's not just like I'm putting my tinfoil hat on cause it's like a conspiracy. Like, no, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, it always just makes it so hard to like, uh, like I always talk about like the one Holy grail that I wanted. Oh God, I'm going to see if I can fucking find it out on eBay. But it was, uh, when they released the shining Funko pops, they have the, the Grady twins, you know, come play with us, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> they had a uh, chase ones where they're like murdered. And, um, the, the chase ones, of course, were, Ooh, Oh, this is a bootleg one from China. Uh, you know, they were like the chase ones, obviously hard to find. And yeah, like they're on eBay for like $300. Of course, maybe that's insane. Am I? Yeah. Target, target exclusives are the worst for toys. I'd say target and like Walgreens because that was like for the silver space Ranger, that's supposed to be a Walgreens exclusive. And Hasbro did one exclusive drop of it that I got lucky to get, but Target's the worst. I actually pre-ordered that Andros that you have, mm-hmm. and they they canceled my order like three times. And I was like, "What the hell?" And it just kept selling out online. And now they, because they messed up so many orders, now they're everywhere. Like every time I've gone somewhere and seen every Target I've been to in the last like three months, maybe two months, um, they're just stocked up on Andros that are just like with the robe and the hood. And it's a great figure, but it's like 
they fumbled the bag on that. And then the, do you remember from the movie when they lost their powers and they had the ninja suits? Yeah. They're releasing those. So I, I pre-ordered, they did black and blue first. I have those pre-ordered and then they did pink and white and they canceled my pink and white order. So now I had to reorder the pink one on pre-order, but I can't get the white one. And I'm like, I don't want another Tommy figure because there's so many of them already, but like, I'm a completionist. If I can't get my whole set, I'm going to lose my shit. You know what I mean? No, I get so you. So screw you, Target. Well, like, I don't screw even, Target. I know Stank, he talked about it because he's an avid Ninja Turtles guy. And there's the same thing with that. It's like, there's so many like hard to get Turtles figures into, you know, like, you know, you walk into a fucking Target and you can find like Bebop and Rocksteady. But, yeah. you know, if you want any of like the cool, like the shredder, any of the cool shredders or, or Ninja Turtles, like, it's just it's so hard to get and that's why like i i always try to jump on those as, as quickly as i can because even now like i have i've got all the black panthers minus one that came out it was like one of those um black light ones mm-hmm. and again like it's it just it came out and i can't fucking find it any target that i go to because all the collectors bought them up and like listen i get it you know but it's just like one of those things where i'm like Ugh. how much are they selling for you know what? I haven't looked it up. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll look it up now as we talk. But yeah, it's just with Target, dude. Like again, and I they suck so and, bad. And I feel bad too for like the people that like aren't in the know. You know, the people that aren't in the yeah. know as far as they go because it's just like you know, like imagine someone like fucking oh my kid really wants this fucking black light, you know, uh, Black Panther Funko Pop. But now I got to spend upwards of like 50 bucks to get one because, you know, instead of paying the 20, you know, 20, 25 buck um, price or whatever the fuck that it is, now yeah. you got to buy it for that much. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking now and like there's a lot of pins, which that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's anyone out there that actually collects the Funko Pop pins. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a weird one to me. I think that's just kind of a cash grab for sure. They're like, all right, we're making even more money off this shit. Yeah, because even with like Funkos in general, and I'm sorry this has become the, the Funko talk, but whatever, you guys will be fine. Um, like they have, uh, like they're called Dorbs. Like mm-hmm. they're just like little like Funko Pops, and I'm just like nobody fuck like nobody wants this shit. Like, yeah, you know, and it'd be like one of those things where again I, I would walk into you know, uh. Uh, half price books or something like that something that's like reselling shit and sure enough you have uh like dwarves and it's just like dude nobody wants this shit like get the fuck out of here you know yeah um I, the, the cheapest pop and shirt combo i could find is about 60 bucks but the shirt isn't even my size which um Again, it's not that bad. Yes, I mean, it's about 50. Bro, that's not bad, though. Yeah, that's not too bad. Actually, yeah, it's about 50 bucks. I mean, why not just... Uh, just buy if that's the only one you're missing at that point, like, it's worth it. I mean, granted, you're talking to somebody that spent $80 on a on a Kimberly, which I know they won't re-release that exact one, so I'm cool with that one. But I, I re-bought... Well, I didn't re-bought, but I bought Wave 1 Jason, the Red Ranger... And that one was another like 75 bucks. And then they just did a re-release of it mm-hmm. along with the Zeo black or the Zeo gold Ranger. And I got, I got, I got the gold one, but I was like, shit, dude, like that's 60 bucks less. I could have. So it's, it's, 
it's a weird game. It's a weird game. But I, I mean, Funko, I feel like that's more of a guarantee that they're not going to like re-release shit. No. So I feel like if that one, like, I'm, I'd be willing to pay a little bit more for it now. And it's like, especially when, when you get that deep into collecting and it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to pay that price over and I don't want to deal with scalping. But it's like, sometimes you kind of have to bite the bullet for the things that you love. And it's kind of shitty, but so, I mean, hey, man, I love my toys. So, is it just the Power Ranger fun, uh, the Power Ranger toys that you're collecting, or are you collecting any of like the Marvel ones? Because, um, like I, I know with me right now, again, like I mentioned, I've got, uh, I don't really have any of the Marvel. I want to, like, I want to go buy again before they start fucking going all crazy. But like the the Doctor Strange ones from like, the Doctor Strange one mm-hmm. from What If. Just Doctor Strange and Gen- like uh, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Iron Man. Those are my dudes. I know. The last time I was at Toy Du Jour, there was a Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider Verse oh, that, that I really wanted, and I was like, no, it's okay. And now I'm sort of like, Ugh. like I need to go back again. I I wanted to take, I wanted to take my girlfriend there today, but we're just running around in the morning because there's fucking snow. Just, it was the worst. But like, are you collecting at all just the the Marvel ones, or is it specifically just the Power Rangers? It's pretty much just the Power Ranger ones, but I really like the quality of Hasbro's toys, and I feel like I feel like everybody should have like a Spider Man at their desk. Like I've always had like a Spider Man toy of some sorts. I mean, they're easy to move around, and it's like I think I don't know, just having something to fidget with and like put in like different places and have it like hanging around in the environment. Like I don't know, I think there's something cool to that. So I'll probably get one. Um, just to get like a Spider-Man, like I think there was like a, a Spider-Man 2099 that I saw. Um, that's pretty cool. So maybe maybe I might grab that one, but I think I'm just gonna stick with Power Rangers for the most part. I really wanna I really wanna complete the seasons that I have and like two more that haven't come out yet. Um, and then from there I'll decide if there's something else that I want to collect or not. Because like there is definitely a limit. Like I know. I, I did say that I wasn't going to collect Dino Thunder, but I just watched, like, I've been watching Power Rangers nonstop since I've had surgery because that's, I just can't watch wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just getting, just getting hurt and I'm like not able to walk much yet. I'm like, I'm, I very much need something mindless to not think about that pain. Um, so I rewatched Dino Thunder and then I bought all of the ones that are available um i knew i would budge on that one but i don't think there's there's nothing else i would budge on but i it'll it'll probably it'll probably transition into something else like maybe maybe wrestling figures for like only ones that are like my friends though you know i think Mm -hmm. the cool thing about wrestling is i'm still new to it i mean i think anybody that's less than 10 years in is new to wrestling still but having so many friends now that you come up with that you're seeing getting signed to AEW and other places that are like like having action figures come out like i'm gonna get those ones because it's like those are your friends but um i don't know you know i'm 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 leaving the door wide open to things you know the the ninja turtles power rangers collab kind of made me want to look at some turtle stuff toy du jour had some really cool ones from the movie that i wanted but they were like 90 bucks a figure and i was like i don't want to drop this right now um yeah, I don't know. As I'm saying this, I'm like, I think I'm trying to talk myself out of even thinking <laughs> about getting other stuff, but I'm probably gonna end up getting other stuff. When I the next time I'm on the main show, we'll we'll talk about whatever I've got, what other new toys I'm collecting next. I'm sure there will be something. One of the things you mentioned was Spider Man. You've seen Spider Man No Way Home, correct? 
No, I still you haven't, haven't watched No Way Home. <laughs> oh. I still haven't gone to. I I'm gonna try to go. I'm gonna try to go like this week. Now that I can like bend my leg, I could probably sit in the movie chair for the oh, whole fuck, thing. Yeah, that's right. I know Dude, they have the wheelchair handicap accessible seats. I know, but I haven't been able to get out. Like I can't drive myself, and like I've been home alone, so it's. I'm going through it right now. That's why I shaved my head. I'm going through a whole Britney Spears thing. You know, you're you're catching me at a bad time here, baby. How, I know what happens though. How hard? How hard was it though to avoid? The, before again, eventually the spoil. You know, the spoilers got to you. Or are you someone that lets spoilers affect you? Because like, you know, again, like me and Stink would talk all the time. Like, I'm not someone that spoilers will bother me. Like, I I wound up maybe like three four weeks before the actual movie came out. It was like, oh, here's here's a leaked uh, like plot points of everything that happens and everything that happened on there was like you know legit and it didn't have any less of an impact when i saw it you know like of course dave or or stank he famously shows me in endgame the uh uh thor or captain america lifting up thor's hammer scene again did not fucking ruin the moment for me you know yeah it was one of those things like when it happened i was just like fuck yeah like let's go but uh are you someone again who who lets spoilers affect you or were you kind of just like no okay oh okay that's cool that that happens yeah i'm cool with it i mean i'm one of those people like i fucking hate surprises dude i i don't care for them at all because nine times out of ten i'm disappointed so spoilers in a movie don't bother me uh i mean like i i'll try to avoid it like i'm not going to be like oh read here for the spoiler but I came across some stuff and then I was like, ah, screw it. Like, and then, you know, I I have enough people that saw it that, uh, you know, they told me about it and I'm like, I don't care. Like you, you're not going to ruin it for me. I found out actually on like the day that it happened, I was going to spoil the movie at freelance uh, because I was pissed off that everybody threw shit at me. Uh, Which by the way, if you're a wrestling fan, listen to listening to this right now, don't throw shit at the wrestlers. Just don't do it. Um, But yeah, anyways, I, Oh, I'm, now I'm off on a t- I forgot what I was saying because I'm pissed off that people throw shit. That you saw the spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ruin the movie for them. Um but then Nick's ruined that. So But yeah, spoilers don't bother me. I can I as long as it's a good film, like I'm cool either way. And it, from you know, I, my friends that are that have seen it that are disappointed, they're disappointed in it because they weren't really surprised by stuff that happened. And it's like it's it's like CM Punk coming back to wrestling. You know, it's, I felt like it was very much the same thing. It was everyone knows, but no one's going to, it's the worst kept secret. Which is, I said that to Punk and he was like, that's not at all what it is. I was like, no, shut the fuck up. Yes, it is. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, I was like, it's very much what it is. He's like, I don't think so. I was like, no dude, that, like that, that's very much what it is. Um, that would also crazy to me that you said that you've heard of people that didn't like it. Cause I'm like, everyone i've spoken to is like fucking is has loved it you know like myself included my roommate said it was meh and i and i i said that he was being a meta bitch you should have smothered him in his sleep well and then he (laughs) made me watch the matrix with him and the matrix fucking sucked i have not watched the the matrix yet like i know like again some some people like I've either some people love it or some people hate it. Like I've, I haven't found anyone who's kind of just like, yeah, it was all right. It's either like, oh, I loved it or like I hated it. And like I like the first Matrix. I don't really remember the sequels much. Like I know I watched them both, 
but like i again it's, it's been so long since i've actually watched them that um i can't really tell you and even with like this one um it was one of those things where it was like oh cool they're doing another matrix movie you know everyone's sort of coming back for the most part um again like they, they, blend, they blend in together and i think that second and third one particularly do because i think we were probably we were in grade school so this is before we were in middle school but the first one came out when we were like babies and so it's like you have your time to watch that but then you're, you're two or you? three came out i'm 27 okay yeah yeah so we were yeah we were kids when this shit came out. so like you know the the first one coming out in the 90s and then the second two coming out within a year of each other i remember seeing those two but because they came out so close like the stories didn't register as their own things like even now and, I, and then it's, I couldn't tell you the stories yeah and then it's like resolutions and revelate like the names were similar to or reloaded and revelate whatever the hell it is like the names were too similar i mean i get keeping it all with like the you know reloaded and resurrections theme and all that shit like that's fine but it just blended too much and then this fourth one it was like it was yeah and i was giving my roommate shit i'm like you're saying i was like you're being meta about spider-man but you're loving the most meta movie out there like it's it's self-aware that it's a, a reboot and it's like i think there's moments of it that are like okay that that's funny but personally it just beats the dead horse with it mm-hmm. um like the effects were cool and visually it looks good, but I mean I fell asleep for about thirty five minutes and I didn't miss shit. So which on like I've heard a lot of people say that they fell asleep during it, and again it's a movie that I'll probably watch. Like thankfully it's on HBO Max so that I don't have to like go to the movies to actually watch it because yeah um, don't spend money on it. It's not worth spending money on. Like with oh with the fucking the Omarion virus or whatever the fuck it's called, like right now. I haven't. Been, I really haven't been to a movie theater. Like I've I've gone to like restaurants to get food or like I need to go to like the like the, to the store or something. Like I'll go. You know. I mean, I have like my N95 and I'm boosted, so it's like honestly, like yeah, short of just never going anywhere ever or interacting with anyone. Like I, I you know, I, I'm doing my part. Um, which again, all you should as well. You know, do your part. Um, none of you are scientists. Uh, but yeah. um what do you call it? I like, I wanted to go watch Spider cause I, I want my girlfriend to watch Spider-Man. And like, she's now she, we're now caught up to where I'm like, all right, I'm going to show you homecoming. And then I'm going to, because, uh, we just finished civil war and black Panther. And it's weird because black Panther, uh, is yeah, it's black Panther, black widow and homecoming all lit, all pretty much take place directly after as, as well as dr strange they literally all take place at the same time like directly after um uh what do you call it civil war you know yeah so it's like all right now is this like a good time or actually i think doctor whatever regardless i'm like now i can show you that and then i can show her uh far from home because she's already seen endgame and infinity war because i'm just mm-hmm. like I'm like it's just no way home is just so good like again i saw the regular version and then i saw a bootleg version while it was still up and it, like if you go on tiktok there's so much like people like just posting like high quality videos of like yeah. random spoilers and, and things like that but 
yeah, no, that movie in particular was one that I, again, it was for someone who grew up on Spider-Man, you know, I, I mean, yourself included, like, you know, we were around when, when the first movie came out, when, when they rebooted it eventually and things like that. Like, yeah. it is so cool to see that. My only worry because so you have dr strange and the multiverse of madness coming out and people are like oh they're gonna bring in like i i follow like i'm someone who i follow like all the leakers who will post stuff who will spoil stuff because it's like again i just i want to be in the know i want to know about all that stuff and some people don't and that's totally fine you know like some people like don't watch movie trailers totally cool that's totally fine I'm someone who I have to know. So I know of some stuff that's happening. And it is also weird that, you know, for, for this Doctor Strange movie, they were like, oh, yeah, we were done. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, just kidding. We're doing six more weeks of reshoots, which uh, is essentially – they're essentially filming like a whole nother movie's worth of stuff. Cause they were like, Oh, we're just doing some pickup shots and cameos. And it's like, yeah, you don't do that in six weeks. That is something that can get done in one. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting. But my only thing is like, I'm afraid that now that like, like don't learn the wrong lesson, you know, like it's almost like in wrestling, like it's the equivalent of like in wrestling where Daniel Bryan got buried to fucking death. And even then still persevered as this, you know, bright young baby face that everyone fucking lost it at wrestlemania and now like with like wwe sometimes it's like oh no no we're just gonna bury the shit out of someone and then eventually it'll make them into this huge megastar it's like no that's not that is not why daniel bryan yeah yeah, became such a big star so i'm always like i'm hoping that they don't just start putting in like a lot of fan service cameos for the sake of, of doing it um not that there are any fan service cameos in Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know, you know. I'm not I'm not spoiling anything, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like and also I'm I'm bummed so you haven't you haven't watched you haven't finished Hawkeye, right? No, I watched uh I watched the first episode and then I think it was like 3 days before my surgery. Honestly, I'll probably end up sitting down and watching cuz it's all out now, right? The yes, whole, it's all out. It's out. very good. Yeah. I have tomorrow off, so maybe I'll just binge watch that tonight. Yeah, I think that's on the menu for tonight. Yeah, like I, I talked about it with Brody King, where I was like, it to me, it's my second favorite right after Loki. You know, because to me, Loki-, Loki was really good. I did not expect. I know we talked about this on one of the Patreon episodes, but I'm like, I did not expect Loki to be as good as it was because I totally wrote it off at first, where I was like all right, like, his character's okay. Like, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. I'm like, but I don't want to watch a whole fucking show about this guy. Like, I don't care. And then I watched through everything on the timeline in order that they have it on, on Disney+. Plus, and I was like, shit, I shouldn't have watched this because, like, things are going down right now. And I'm like, it sets up for things to happen and, like, possibilities very well, I felt like. Um. So I yeah I can't I can't be sleeping on I can't sleep on that one anymore. No, definitely. And that's one of the things again like with my girlfriend like she she's not a fan of Loki and I'm like I'm like just wait till you get to Ragnarok wait till like wait till you get to the Loki TV show because yeah like the same thing with me like I remember when they announced the, like the first few slate of shows I was kind of just like uh, about Loki and like Captain America and the Winter Soldier because it was like. But then again, once everything sort of happens, you're like, oh, okay, I, I I see why. And like, no, again, I I very much loved those two. I like, I told her, I'm like, I'm, I know I gave Wandavision a lot of shit, 
but because we're yeah, also I loved WandaVision. I, we, I know we were we know we were on oppositions on that one because I loved WandaVision. And, and yeah, and, and to be fair, like, you know, we are we're making our way through. So, you know, same timeline wise, because on Disney Plus, it gives you the option if you can watch everything timeline wise. Um, so that is currently what we're doing. Like I mentioned, you know, that's why I'm like, oh, we just finished Black Panther. I think next on there is like Black Widow and Doctor Strange and I think Ragnarok after that. But we're, we're making our way through that. And that's why I was like, I'm going to make her watch the shows as well. And I, I'm excited to go back and rewatch WandaVision just to see like if i feel different because again first time first time was very much i uh i booked myself into a shoot you know and was like well why didn't it happen the way i wanted to or be the way i read it on the internet which again like don't work yourself into a shoot brother um yeah you know some you know sometimes you can correctly guess what's going on and then sometimes not very much that the case um but no I, i'm excited to show her that because again like with like marvel right now with, with with these like with these shows it's like with tv in general like it's funny because for so long like i i feel like it was one of those things where like movies were like the top you know it was like the the, the cream of the crop where it was like no movies are the most important but like you know you, you got to figure if there's someone who is on your television you know five days a week they're going to be a bigger star to your fam to you and your family or your friends whoever you you know you grow up watching with as opposed to the one person you see every six months uh on the big screen you know like i i often compare to so uh joe gattle in practical jokers he they recently announced you know he's going through some there's some marital problems so he's leaving the, the impractical shows the impractical joker show and that happened the same day that uh or no that happened new year's day but the day before that betty white had passed away and it was the same thing with like, betty white r.i.p betty white you know where everyone was like ah oh, and like it was one of those things where it's like I saw kind of like something like oh like why does everyone care? Well, it's like one Betty White's been around forever, but also like there's a general. I'm not including myself in this because I never really cared for Golden Girls, but there are people who grew up on Golden Girls and love that show, and so to them like they feel like they know that character very much in the way with someone like me who again I've watched Impractical Joker, I binge watch Impractical Jokers, and just kind of seeing it it's like I there there's almost a sense of familiarity where like oh I know him that's my friend you know mm-hmm. and so that's why it's like when they announce this it's like oh my god like it fucking breaks my heart because um you know if it's like oh this actor's not acting anymore it's like oh that's a bummer but like okay you know like i've watched 300 episodes where joe gatto is fucking the main star i've watched six or seven movies where like the rock is the main person so it's like oh if he stops acting or something or like keanu you know he stops acting like it sucks but like you got your fix exactly yeah which i think is why the same thing with like wrestling you know sort of bringing it back like to wrestling where that that's always one of those like cool things where like seeing the emotional connection that people have to wrestlers that they see every week on tv like um, you know, I have, especially having worked all the conventions I do oftentimes there's so many people who will like walk up to me with their phones and they're just like shaking. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, it, it's cool, man. Like, just be cool. And they're yeah. you know, like, 
oh my god i can't believe that's cm punk or whatever wrestler and it's like it's cool man just you know just be normal just be chill because i mean i'm sure you you know yourself like getting to train it's with weird it's weird man and you see fans do that stuff like even on like the indie level with like newer guys like it's i don't know well like what i mean like you personally like what is it like when you know when you're going to training and uh you know wwe's mustafa ali walks in and it's like oh hey we're training with him today yeah it's uh he's such an interesting guy man like he one he's by far the smartest person i've ever seen like in the ring Mm -hmm. he just understands how the body moves and he's thinking a hundred steps ahead of you have an idea for something he's already finalized the thought and like it's been published and out like he's on another level man and like so smooth in there physically so to like have someone of his level of experience where not just the years that he's put in and, and his years and experience on, on television, but you know, to you get to a certain point and it's really hard to put it into words, but you get to a certain point in wrestling that like, it's just, it's literally your second language and he's by far transcended that spot. So you're in there and you want to do good because it's like you're wrestling in front of this guy who's, who's done it all. But I, it's, I've been around him enough. And I, I think, you know, being around other people that are better than me and, and have more name value than I do. Um, you just get comfortable. You get more and more comfortable. Like they're just people and they're people that like the, the reasons you become like infatuated with them or blown away by them are, not exactly the same as a fan's perspective like they're it's obviously still the wrestling but it's a different aspect of it when you're in there with them and it's like i don't know i i was so scared to wrestle in front of them at first i'm like i'm gonna screw up my spots i'm gonna screw this up and that but then the more you mess up like the more comfortable you get around them Mm -hmm. because they can he, he and he likes that like you know, and it, it takes a while for him to warm up because, like, he's willing to help everybody there. But to to really get that like extra finishing step on things, like y- you have to show somebody like him that you give a shit, and you have to show some them that like you're giving it your all when you're in there training. And I think there, that's something that gets overlooked. You know, I think people just see like, holy shit, there's this, this larger than life person, and it's like, holy shit, like this guy. I you know they're looking at it like, holy shit, he's this person and i'm like holy shit this guy's got a wealth of knowledge like i want to learn from him no for sure dude it's you know it's just it's one of those things where you like you meet these people and they're just so smart and they have so much stuff to say and then like you also have to remember like at one point they were in your position you know at one point yeah there was some for sure. there was someone who who came in and i was teaching them things and they were kind of just like oh fuck oh fuck it's you know it, it's so and so and yeah man i i you know it that's the that's sort of the one thing that like again like i've always sort of liked about you is that you kind of you know you're like able to like because even then like i'll see you sometimes or you're the one sort of uh driving these wrestlers around or having to show them around and like you're always again it's always just like oh yeah this is just my buddy so and so like you know it's never yeah, like it's some people can't handle it you know mm-hmm. and it's 
it's a weird thing. But I mean, also too, I mean, it's you know to pull the curtain back a little bit. Like I, that was something that I did for freelance. You know, I I was willing to do, I was willing to help out in ways that other people weren't. And it's it's not a knock on anybody else, but I like if somebody has more experience than I do. You know, it's, I don't care how good or bad you are, but if you have more experience or you know more about something like I want to learn that like I want to understand that and I think people get too caught up in the like oh my god who is this person rather than like holy shit like I can learn from them and I think I was able to be self-aware of that early on and I'm like all right cool like as long as I keep you know I can keep my head on straight then you know I'll keep learning and keep getting better and you know, as much as I hate a lot of people in the wrestling business, I love the ones that are able to teach me something, you know? No, for sure. You know, the list of people that I love, though, you know, as much as you have a list of people from the wrestling business that you love, list of people that I love are the people who uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Of course, uh, can I do the thing? Can I do the thing? So, yeah, you'll be able to if I could do the yes. thing. Uh, oh. Of course, you know, uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast will... Uh, Trevor will be joining me this month on you know on, on some of the movie reviews and stuff like that, and uh, I'll be releasing a full schedule. I'm gonna compile the schedule so you guys can just see what we're doing. Um, you know, I I know uh, last month or so has been a little shaky. Again, sales done. Have a little, have way more time to, to 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 you know dedicate to to the podcast so, or to the Patreon. So that'll you know again be up and running again and there'll be a full schedule so if, if you know if you've never subscribed before and you're thinking about it you'll be able to see everything that we offer you know just stuff like that so um yeah but in the meantime though i do want to give a huge shout out to uh you know the patrons of the show uh starting with our boy clifford frazier jesse kohlenberg mark villanueva joshua davis the invincible man himself ryan mears our man neil flanagan jonathan mayer hot topic joe taffy vivian Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, my godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh Brad Obi Dordick, Sean Levine, uh Katie Fabe, Steve Feast, Rachel, Drew Boyd, and of course stupid Michael Heredia. Trevor, thank you again for joining me uh on this show. If people wanna, you know, uh support you, hear more from you, you know, just see what you got to, before you get suspended on Twitter again, uh where can they find you? <laughs> Yeah, before I get suspended again, for sure. Uh, at the Trevor Outlaw on everything. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Trevor Outlaw. I'm on the shelf. I got medical bills. Uh, I got toys I want to buy, so buy some shirts. Uh, I also have Shoot now. I just got on Shoot, and I've, I fulfilled a couple of orders. Um, PSA to anybody that does buy one, don't ask me to say nice shit to your parents. Don't ask me to say nice shit to your friends. Don't ask for motivation because that's not what you get with me. So... Uh, if you want me to say something, I'll tell you what. I will roast your mom for leaving you hanging last Christmas. Uh, I will tell your mom's boyfriend that he's not your father. I will tell your boss to fuck off. But if you ask me for motivational speech, I'm going to tell you to kiss my ass. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. All right, you guys. Uh, well, for the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrum. And I'm Trevor Outlaw. And this and is you're a pozo. <laughs> and this uh, is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.